back in the matrix. You gotta find your own way out. Cause I won't waste another day. Live in someone else's way. I wanna be happy. I wanna be free. Well, fuck what they say. I'm doing me. Welcome to the Armageddon in Retrospect podcast. Let's talk about beards. It's not much of one, right? Not really. I don't know if you can call this a beard. I don't think so. Jehovah's Witnesses and beards. Why do Jehovah's Witnesses fucking hate beards? Now, I'm not talking about the membership. If you asked the average Jehovah's Witness male and a few of the females, if they would like to have a beard, they'd probably say yes. They would say yes. Oh, I hate shaving. That's a common theme with Jehovah's Witness males. They hate shaving, constantly shaving. I hated shaving when I was in it. So why no beards, if that's the case? Before we dive into that, I want to mention and acknowledge, as I always try to do, that I understand that in society in general, the attitude about beards and facial hair has shifted throughout the years. There's been different thoughts on it in the sense of fashion and style. Also with what it possibly represented at some periods in history. I get it. I get it. Today we're talking though about Jehovah's Witnesses and beards and how that has not just been a matter of following society in general and their trends. They have their own world, as always, and their own thoughts built up around beards and facial hair. Let's talk for a moment historically. The founder of the Bible students, which will later become Jehovah's Witnesses, Charles Taze Russell, had a glorious fucking beard. Beautiful beard. If you're into that thing, you're into that type of thing, you're into beards, ah, it was a nice beard. And if you look at the pictures from the archives from that time period, most had beards as well. And then after Russell's death, his successor, Joseph Rutherford, a cleanly shaven man, no beard, seemed to have a problem with beards. He viewed them as a form of creature worship that had been built up around Russell and his beard. It was <laughs> some type of beard worship going on. Uh, he became opposed to beards and the idea of beards. At that point, not only were beards strongly frowned upon for the Jehovah's Witnesses, he did not just strip the beards away from Jehovah's Witnesses. No, 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 no. He didn't stop there. He also took beards away from the men of the Bible. What am I talking about? Well, <laughs> sorry. Rutherford was so against beards. When they started adding artwork, like their sketches to their publications, and they would do a sketch of Jesus, they would draw him beardless. That's right. Jesus Christ without a fucking beard. Clean, 
shaven. <laughs> so that's how far he went in his his uh, crusade against facial hair is that he even went back and took it historically off Bible characters. Now, the interesting thing is, is I was curious about this, not only when I was leaving the religion, but even when I was in religion and thinking about what is it? Like, why can't we have beards? Why is there this half unwritten rule that's come down to us today? Because it wasn't just Rutherford. He died in the 40s and it wasn't, he didn't die and then all of a sudden beards were okay. No, they, the beard thing continued on with Nathan H. Knorr, the next president. Knorr lived into the 70s, and then the next president would be Fred France. We know that the governing body came into effect, but it just, this beard rule, which was, was from the 1920s, 1930s, just continued on. And I looked up one of the very few references that are available on beards. Let me pull up my analog record here. And again, it's very, very limited information on beards. But this is what they have to say about it. So, so the whole ruling on beards. Interestingly, there is one scripture uh, from all this quote, and the scripture says nothing about fucking beards, of course. <laughs> the only thing you'll find in the scriptures, uh, the Bible about beards, is that the Jewish men had to wear them. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. That's it. If if you shaved yourself as a Jewish man uh, in, in that time frame, the Israelite, let's say, that was considered a disgrace. That was an embarrassment to somebody if you shaved them. That's it. That's all the Bible has to say about it. Okay, but the Watchtower has printed a few articles about beards. And one thing to take into consideration is the timing of these articles. So this is in, we'll start with the Watchtower of 1968, May 1st. It was a question from readers. And the question from readers was, did, essentially the question was, did Jesus have a beard? The answer, of course, being yes. They go into this paragraphs of information about why we conclude that Jesus did, in fact, wear a beard. Of course, they did not say we made the mistake of picturing Jesus without a beard. There was no acknowledgement of that. They just like, oh, of course, archaeology, history, the Bible. Of course, Jesus had a beard. He was a Jewish man of his time. He had a beard. Why would you even ask the question, stupid? <laughs> when they had <laughs> They had shaped Jesus for the publications, but they don't say that. Of course, they don't, they do not acknowledge their error. And this was just a reversal, like they do, without acknowledging the fact that they were reversing something that they had previously taught or drawn in this case. That's the context of what I'm about to read. Because the next logical question would be: well, if Jesus wore a beard, why the fuck can't I? If it's good enough for God's own son the messiah to have a beard why can't i why can't i have a beard if it's culturally acceptable in the area i live washtower 1968 says today christian ministers like the early christians are concerned with neatness and 
cleanness, but they strive to dress inconspicuously so that their appearance does not in any way detract from the dignity or the effectiveness of the message they bear. Second Corinthians chapter six, uh, six verses three and four. Nothing about beards in there. Go ahead and read it if you want, and let me know if it says something about facial hair. It's just one of those principles that they take out of context in the scriptures and say, well, looking at this principle, we can extrapolate from there and remember, therefore, no beards. <laughs> no, this is bad, stupid theology. My apologies, but it's just nothing about beards. In recent years, in many lands, a beard or long hair on a man attracts immediate notice and may, in the minds of the majority, classify such a person undesirably with extremists or as rebels against society. Unlike dressing up your kids in business, formal attire, putting a book bag in their hands, and having them go door to door, distributing religious pamphlets. We know that that is looked like society smiles upon that type of behavior. Society smiles upon Jehovah's Witnesses. When the fuck do they ever care about how society views anything? Really? If we really took this reasoning to his logical conclusion, would they actually go door to door in jeans and a t-shirt? Would people find that less off-putting in some areas? Would they? Or maybe at least no tie. I know they do that in some countries. Don't get me wrong. But they don't. Their whole thing is we don't care what society says. It's all about the Bible. And then they write this shit, which is, oh, yeah, actually, we do care about what society has to say. And society, even when society has changed, like in current times where beards, who, who really takes a second glance at somebody just because they have a beard. Oh my God, don't rob me. <laughs> Here's my wallet. Oh, I have a beard. <laughs> please, please can't. Even if you're not a fan of beards, you don't like beards. You know, it doesn't tickle your pickle. I get it. That's fine. You don't like beards. Great. Personal preference. Even if you don't like them, do you really, what do you associate it with? Do you associate it with crime? You think they're, automatically a member of hell's angels maybe maybe all right back to the article god's ministers want to avoid making an impression that would take attention away from their ministry or hinder anyone from listening to the truth i should capitalize the truth huh they know that people are watching true christians very critically and that to a great extent they judge the entire congregation and the good news by the minister's appearance as representative of the congregation. <laughs> Let me just stop there for a moment. Did Jesus care about criticism? Did he? Was Jesus walking around trying to avoid criticism? I'm not a Christian anymore, but let's just take the Christian story. Jesus ate and did things in his possibles, ate and did things that upset and drew criticism from those around him. And Jesus gave zero fucks, right? That's what the guy, <laughs> that was his whole deal. He was railing. 
against this type of thinking with the Pharisees and Sadducees, that they were worried about, you know, straining out the gnat, <laughs> giving a tenth of the herbs or whatever the fuck it was, right? They were just all these details. And then they, uh, they criticized anybody. And Jesus was like, no, I'm above this. I'll, I'll take it up with the, the big guy. You know, I don't need, I don't need your opinions. I know what's going on here. <laughs> so apparently this goes to a point I've made many times on the podcast. The, the organization is just completely image driven. This whole idea that we have to conform to everyone's opinions so that we can draw them into the religion. Even though there's many things they could do which would fall into biblical teaching that would make the message much more appealing to people around them. That's the truth. Uh, there's many adjustments they could make, but no, all we're concerned about is physical image. Even though the Bible says that Jehovah doesn't fucking care about what's on the outside. He cares about what's on the inside. Right. I mean, I know there's scriptures about for the, for the Mosaic law about not wearing the right, the wrong type of cloth on your garments and not cutting your beard short and not so on and so forth. I get it. But ultimately the whole thing was mosaic law has been done away with those things have been done away with. And even within that time frame, God is telling people, I'm really looking at the heart again. I'm, I'm not a theist here. I'm not saying this matters to me personally, but if you wrap that in with Jehovah's witness theology, this reasoning doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If somebody saw Jehovah's Witness with a beard and then they judge the whole congregation based on that and then don't, as it says here, listen to the truth, shouldn't they just say that's the person's bad heart condition? Isn't that something they always say? Like, if the person has the right heart condition, God, by means of Jesus, will draw them no matter what. But a beard can block that fucking process. A beard. So <laughs> if I'm a Jehovah's Witness with facial hair, I can stop God's Holy Spirit and his ability to see the heart of the person and draw them to his true religion with facial hair. Wow. Jehovah, the Almighty, <laughs> cannot go above and beyond my facial hair. Wow. Whew. Crazy. It, it, they don't take it to a logical conclusion, no. They don't take it to the logical conclusion ever. This finishes up. In paradise restored on earth, it would not be out of order. <laughs> so here they're telling God, by the way, God, we're going to tell you what will be in order and out of order in your future paradise. It would not be out of order if men returned to wearing beards in perfect fashion like Adam in Eden. That's right. It's, it's their same reasoning for having kids. Wait till the paradise to have kids. You don't need to have a kid now. You'll get one in paradise. That'll be perfect when you can have perfect kids. Well, guess what? You get a perfect beard in paradise too. Aren't you excited? Wow. A pet panda and a perfect beard. Like that nice, perfectly manicured beard that Adam has in all the Watchtower's pictures, along with that cost cutter haircut from the mall. Wow. So keep your beard away now. Keep shaving. 
And in the new system, paradise, you'll get your beard and a baby. Wonderful. All right, let's jump into another article. Watchtower 1975, August 15th. Don't go and read it. Don't do it. You can if you want to, but I don't recommend it. (laughs) Extreme hairstyles can easily lead one into a trap of the devil. (laughs) So now your facial hair is a tool of Satan. You can take advantage of your beard into a trap of the devil also and can cause others to stumble. There we go again. And this gives a great experience. This is fantastic. Listen to this. For example, a young man in the United States was making fine progress in his Bible in his study of the Bible. And he was moved to share with an experienced witness and preaching to others about the good things he was learning from the Bible. Oh, you know, some preach. So sweet. From early youth, he had let his beard grow. Uh-oh. And since some in the business community wore beards. <laughs> Again, it's not about what society in general thinks. It's not about that. You could have a thousand lawyers and doctors and businessmen like there are today that wear beards. It has nothing to do with that. They're, they're making this argument. Nothing to do with it. Here we go. Look how they single out this experience. He felt, oh boy, feelings. Fuck your feelings. He felt as wearing one and preaching to others would be acceptable generally. <laughs> you fool. But in speaking to a lady, a lady, one lady, he was unable to do more than introduce himself when she said, I'm sorry, young man. I do not want to become involved in student revolt. No amount of explanation after this suffice to clear up the misimpression. Yes, we're not a student revolt, ma'am. Wait just a second. Just because I'm wearing a beard. I'm not a part of that. No, I'm a part of a positive good news about how God is going to come down and destroy you for not joining our fucking cult. I'm not a part of a student revolt. (laughs) This is a positive movement. Positive, we're for positive change that involves you being murdered by God. A fireball coming down from heaven and burning you alive. Don't shut the door. <laughs> We're nice people. Well, couldn't clear it up. After the conversation ended with the closing of the door, he asked the experienced witness what had happened. <laughs> I don't know what went wrong. He was invited to consider his appearance in relation to what he claimed to be a servant of God. Do you see this right here? See what they just did? Beard equals not a servant of God. He was invited to consider his appearance in relation to what he claimed to be a servant of God. Not wanting to be responsible for even one person's being stumbled. So as to miss the way to everlasting life, this new kingdom publisher shaved off his beard. 
Would you be willing to do the same or to make similar adjustments if your appearance gave the wrong impression in a certain community? Yes. So again, apparently this lady was cut out for everlasting life. God's like, I read her heart. She's good. She's a good one. And the beard blocked his spirit. The beard blocked Jehovah. What a shame. And now this poor lady, this was in 1975. She died. Oh, maybe she'll have a chance at resurrection of the unrighteous. She can come back and explain in paradise to this other guy who will probably be resurrected with a beard. <laughs> she can explain to him how the beard he's wearing again in paradise stumbled her and kept her <laughs> from accepting the truth. But oddly enough, she gets ever a chance at everlasting life anyway. Well, it doesn't seem like that bad of a deal, really. So she got to come back in the resurrection of the unrighteous. Um, I'm not going to go into all the JW theology here, but she got to come back anyways without having to do all the preaching and studying watchtowers and living the best life ever. Good for you, lady. So would you be willing to make the adjustment? Would you be willing to shave off your beard if we told you to? That's the question. And they're going to tell you to shave off your beard. There's a couple of things I want to mention now. And that is they haven't printed any specific rules on beards. Again, this is something they count on the culture to enforce for them. Everybody just has a general feeling that beards are unacceptable. So when you, most men, when they, leave the Jehovah's Witness when or start leaving or they start having questions or doubts or whatever it is. The one of the first things you do is grow facial hair. And it's in a way, hopefully, a sign of some freedom. And I think that's why it's so threatening to Watchtower. They have the thought that those who are faithful in what is least are faithful in what is most or whatever the big things are. If you're faithful in the small things, you're faithful in the big things. So when the witnesses see that you overstep disobey this tiny rule on beards what that indicates to them is that you're now willing to break more rules likely it's, it's a slippery slope fallacy they think you're going to start with the beard and the next thing you know, it's going to be tattoos. And uh, from there, what other rules are you going to break? And interestingly, in having a conversation with a friend who's in, I will say, a transitionary period as far as religion is concerned, he's mentally out, but figuring things out, not fully kicked out of the religion, anything like that. And he talked about getting soft shunned by a group of witnesses because they noticed he had facial hair. Then when people criticize him for having the facial hair, the beard, the witnesses, oh, wish this a beard. Oh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> he simply asks, what is the scriptural basis for not being able to wear beards? And at that point, he's met with silence. The Jehovah's Witnesses don't like that question when they're trying to enforce a rule that has no scriptural backing. 
they don't like the question can you show me that in the scriptures because ultimately as much jehovah's witnesses bang on about being bible-based they don't care about the fucking bible it's the organizational rules and when they see you violating organizational rules and expressing freedom it threatens them it threatens their belief system and they don't like it they clam up now there's a few loopholes i want to mention with beards in some countries you can get a little bit further in your organization with the beard okay you can even maybe have some privileges as far as oh, privileges i hate that fucking word right but i'm gonna use it because that's the speak they use you, you can have uh, these positions in the congregation such as maybe even a ministerial servant there's i've heard of elders with beards in some countries slides on the radar it's frowned upon even if you're an elder it's really still frowned upon let's make that clear so if you were an elder in let's say a country in europe where they've kind of eh, okay we'll just turn a blind eye to the fact that you have the beard you get away with that but that elder then comes to the united states to visit the headquarters to take a tour what do you think the reaction is going to be to everyone at Bethel seeing this guy with a beard? They're going to think that he's not an elder or spiritual. As I said in the article I was reading, they're not going to think that he is a genuine, proper servant of God. Maybe if they nail him down in conversation and more details get revealed, they will lighten a little bit in their view but that's going to be the judge the snap judgment that's going to be passed on him it just is i'm sorry i know i was at bethel six years you see a guy with a beard come through you're like is he uh the expression he's worldly is he a non-jovis witness maybe he's a contractor maybe we're buying paper from him or something like that who knows but you would not think that he is a jovis witness elder that's just the, the, you know, the fact of the matter. I wish I had better news for you. Now, despite the fact that Watchtower, just like they did with the artwork and the publications, they could, in a heartbeat, turn around and say beards are okay. They slapped beards back on Jesus with just one questions from readers. That's all it took but they're, they're not going to do it. They're just not for some reason. That could change in the near future. Maybe they'll just give up on the whole beard thing. But so far, they haven't changed it. And there's no good reason for them not to change it. Again, beards these days, nobody cares, really. No, it, 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 you see a minister, a pastor, uh, uh, anybody, the beard, I don't know. You know, keep it, well, Kemp beard no even if it's a long beard or whatever nobody really I, I just i haven't talked to anybody who's uh, outside of just preference that has a strong aversion to beards or think that they represent anything about the person's character one way or the other now if you as a jehovah's witness you're sitting around thinking about beards and you say well you know what my elders are telling me i can't have one I'm seeing these kind of vague references to a beard in these articles. So I'm going to write the branch. 
I'm going to write Bethel and see what they have to say about facial hair. And you will get back a four-page letter, probably about four pages, <laughs> with these Watchtower references in them. Some, a spattering of scriptures that have nothing to do with beards. That's their patchwork quilt of, of principles that they stitch together into their own Bible and say that this says you can't have a beard. And, and it'll just be this whole letter just telling you don't grow a fucking beard unless it's medical reasons. If you can provide a doctor's note that says you, you physically can't shave without cutting your own jugular, no beard. No beard. There's the medical loophole, but even then people are, because mm, I knew a guy that had a medical loophole and they still, mm, not, what's the message we're sending out with this? If we accept him having a beard, what might happen next? What might happen next? So after you've left the watchtower, enjoy your facial hair or don't. Uh, you can ask yourself a question. Why is it okay to have a mustache? <laughs> Some people point out. You can have a porn stash, like a nasty old cookie duster on your face but the hair they don't want the hair to get past down past your bottom lip if there was a god a jehovah who created us and created this mine's not definitely not charles taze russell or anything special i just like to keep a little stubble trim it a little bit i hate shaving i always have but if there was a God that created this, why would this be an issue? Regardless of the view that Satan's world takes on beards, why would we care? This, if this is natural, if this is part of what the creator made, I think it's a, a valid question. And the other thing is, as was pointed out to me by my friend I've been speaking with, is that, again, the Bible is silent on the topic. If they were really a Bible-based organization, they wouldn't have this rule. They wouldn't have the rule. And if people tried to make the rule on their own, they would also shut that down because the Bible does frown upon people that do that. My friend pointed something out to me, which I was aware of, but I just like the way he mentioned that. The beard is a symbol of freedom. I think that's why so many men, not everyone, it doesn't have to be a symbol of freedom, but I think for many of us as ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, it is a symbol of freedom that I'm no longer under these rules and I don't have to follow them. And for Jehovah's Witnesses are in, that's very threatening, which is why they're very off-put by the beard when they first see it. I was told that I was disrespectful after going to the Kingdom Hall while wearing some facial hair. That was disrespectful to the meeting, to the building, to God himself. Threatened by it. And if you're extra witness, I think, again, it's just so common that you, everyone grows some facial hair. Like, I am fucking out of here. And here it is, out in public. It, it, before I was disassociated or kicked out, 
and I was starting to question things and really wake up facial hair, start wearing that to the meeting. And people are like, "Uh Oh, the Jolly Joe's witnesses. What's going on here? What's going on? They'll be nice to your face. For the most part, I actually have people walk up and tug like on hairs on my chin. <laughs> Speaking of disrespectful, don't do that. Right. You just don't do that to a guy unless uh, you have that type of relationship, but you don't just walk up to a guy that blew in the public place and start pulling out his face and say, what's this? What is this? <laughs> Which I actually got that. Okay. Anyway, feel free to be my follower at Armageddon podcast or email me if you want my extra was witness life coaching skills for the low low price of $99 an hour I will guide you through this process take my hand I know all of the universe's secrets all of life's secrets I know how to deprogram from the cult I'm lying I am not a life coach I don't charge anything I don't even know what you'd email me about what do you uh, what do you fucking want to talk to me about right nothing but just say hi. I, you could say hi. Say hi. It's not, you know, I'm shunned. I'm shunned. I made some friends, but it'd be nice just to have a, hey, how's it going? Kind of fill that void from, you know, all my parents and family being gone in my life. <laughs> you could say hi to me because they wouldn't say hi to me if they saw me walk down the street. All right, I've said enough. You're back in the matrix. You got to find your own way out. Because I won't waste another day. Live in someone else's way. I wanna be happy. I wanna be free. Well, fuck what they say. I'm doing me. I won't waste another day.